Hello and welcome into another Red Out podcast. Uh, we're going to talk basketball tonight, mostly basketball. Uh, we're going to remember a hilltopper that passed away uh, and much more. So let's get into it, guys. Hey, how about them tops, son? Oh, okay, SEC boys. SEC, You're listening to the Red Out podcast. Thank you all so much for joining us tonight, and let's get a little bit of a word from our sponsor on this episode. I am not ashamed to admit in the past, I've needed a therapist. We all need someone, and it's a strong person who can admit it. I talked to my doctor, who referred me to a therapist, and I really didn't have much say as to who the therapist was. But with this episode's sponsor, BetterHelp, you do. You can filter out who you would like to talk to, age, gender, religion, and more to pair you with the person who works best for you. And if the person isn't exactly who you were wanting, you're not stuck. You can switch counselors. BetterHelp strives to offer affordable, professional, and accessible online therapy. So go to betterhelp.com redout today to save 10%. By doing this, you not only support us, you can work toward a brighter, healthier you. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Yes, again, thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Don't forget, you get 10% off of your first month of therapy at betterhelp.com slash redout. And don't forget that part. That helps us out, guys. So we appreciate your help. After being a Dolphins fan long enough, I should probably look into that. (laughs) You should. You should. That's all right. The Packers had a bye week, and all we had to do last week was not lose, and we got beat by the Lions. So there's that. Mm -hmm. So I feel your pain. I feel your pain. Um, but, uh, let's get into our winners and losers this week. Um, I guess the dolphins always, but no offense. Yeah. Especially this past week. I mean, and then firing Flores on top of that, like at first I was really against the decision because the fact that he's turned things around and our defense has looked really good, but hearing of what's kind of caused all of that, like uh, he did not like Tua at all. And the front office wanted to have Tua. So they kind of butted heads. And, like, I heard supposedly, I don't know if this is true or not, that, like, uh, uh, Flores got really mad at Tua at halftime of the Titans game and basically just, like, went off on him, essentially. Mm. So (laughs) the front office decided to, yeah, the front office decided maybe we should keep the quarterback and just hope that that works out. Because, I mean, Tua has struggled at times. I mean, he missed five games this season being injured, which is a horrible but he has had some injury issues, and he can't really gun it out much, but it's also because Miami's offensive line is essentially non-existent, so yeah. there's not much he could do anyways. But, I mean, I think they were trending in the right direction. I mean, winning eight of their last nine games was pretty impressive. Beating the Pats at the end of the season is always nice. Um, I mean, hopefully they can get someone solid to build around, maybe someone that can help Tua develop and also find an offensive line. If they can do those two things and also use a lot of the cap space money they have to get some good free agents in, I think that'll be fun. Well, I mean, first off, no coach in the history of ever has ever won a fight in the NFL when they have an issue with their starting quarterback, with the yeah. franchise quarterback. That never ends well. Mm-hmm. I mean, Harbaugh, 49ers, when him and Kaepernick didn't get along, um, you know, uh, of course, uh, Jimmy McGinty back in the day. Oh man, he lost it back in the, the replacements. That's a movie, but still, uh, I mean, but but it's based off real life. Mm-hmm. You know, anytime a coach goes against a starting quarterback, you're going to lose. Um, yeah, especially if the front office put basically everything they have into that quarterback too. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and you know, it's it never works out. Um, but yeah, I just hopefully the Dolphins can turn it around and. Before Jared's lifetime's up, he'll get to see them win a championship. Maybe Tebow can be the coach. He's a left-handed quarterback. He can show him how it's done, obviously. <sighs> Tebow. Uh, Tebow. <laughs> Running on the sidelines and knocking over our waters. Hey, that was just disrespectful on a whole nother level. Um, I was trying to think of my winners and losers. Um, obviously, the Dolphins. Let me see here. 
Trying to think of some others real quick. Uh, well, I'll go to yours real quick. Who are your winners and losers besides um, that? Well, I don't know if this counts as anything, but it's really weird. But I'm 99% sure I was stuck beside Bama's football team on 65 yesterday. <laughs> because I'm, who else? So this is what happened. There was a wreck in Simpson County, southbound 65. It was before exit six, so you could get off on it and take Franklin. And it was backed up all the way until the state line. And so I take all these country roads to go into work. And uh, I go on 52, for those of you that know where that is, in northern Tennessee, over by Orlando, right on the state line. Get on the interstate there, and I see all these big buses. I'm just like, oh, that's unusual. And then I see, like, a state trooper at the end of it. It's, like, super weird. But, I mean, we merged on the interstate at the same time. So I was next, I was, there was like eight of the buses all in a row. And uh, I was next to like the third from the last one in the left-hand lane. They were all in the right-hand lane. But I noticed when I passed the state trooper, it was an Alabama state trooper. And I'm just like, wait a second. So we have eight buses going south on 65 from Indianapolis, presumably, going south with Alabama State Patrol in the beginning and end of their little procession thing. I'm just like, huh, I wonder who that could be. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah, but it was so um, funny. I mean, I may have been so close to Nick Saban, and I couldn't have just, like, screamed at him. <laughs> I just – well, I guess it's 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 a, it's all, it's under eight hours. So, I mean, I guess they could have drove. Yeah, I mean – I kind of figured they'd have flown them, but – Maybe, but it, it could have been the marching band, thinking about it. But it could have been get, the band. It could have been the students. You know, I don't but know. Would they have, they, like, a state police escort, though? I wouldn't think so. I mean, I think the players would be the only ones that would be escorted like that. Yeah, but. see, that's what I was thinking. I mean, I don't think the marching band would get, like, state police going from Indiana all the way down to Alabama. You may be right, because Western's rule was anything under eight hours. Yeah. In or around eight hours, they would drive, so... Hang on, let me Maybe see. Maybe Steven got mad and was like, "We're not flying back. We're gonna get a bus." <laughs> Honestly, that sounds like Saban, though. Tell me that. Oh my gosh. That well, definitely... I mean, I, okay. So, uh, national championship game obviously was played. Was that Monday night? It was Monday, yeah. So this was Tuesday. That was. I started watching that game at the third quarter. Unbeknownst to me, my wife goes to bed and I'm almost like, "Oh man, the championship game's on." Completely just oblivious, forgot about it. Yeah, Man. it's seven hours and 52 minutes if you go on I-65. So, um, turn on the game. The only thing they had done to that point was field goals. So, I actually started at a good time to watch that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I actually turned off the game right before it ended because I was convinced they were going to go into overtime. And I'm like, I'm not staying up this late to watch this yeah. game. Uh, but it was a really good game. Uh the really did you see the crazy call? Um, I mean, I was able to watch the like the middle of the fourth quarter till the end. So, did did you see the the, the pass fumble, interference? The fumble. Oh, I didn't see the fumble. I saw like the pass interference towards the end of the game. So, uh, Georgia's quarterbacks go scrambling out to the right. He's got a, def- a defensive player right on his heels. He goes to throw it away, and as he throws it, it bounces. And a defensive back picks it up and steps out of bounds. Mm. Literally, the dude's toe is like along the line. He is like that close to being out of bounds. And the uh, refs are like, uh, the ruling on the field's a fumble. We're going to you know, go to the cameras and check it. And I was like, fumble? Where the heck did he get fumble? It's like the tuck rule all over again. Yeah, well, basically. So what happened was, is because George's quarterback, when he went to throw it, he did not throw it. It did not make forward movement. It went straight up in the air. And so they the reason the call was the way it was is because it didn't go forward. So it hits, and then the kid, literally, the defensive back, out of politeness or whatever he was doing, I have no idea, he literally just towed the line inbounds, and the second step was out. And I'm like, that is the luckiest thing that could ever happen for them. Mm-hmm. But they didn't capitalize on it, so it didn't make a difference. But... Uh, of course, Georgia beat Alabama 33 to 18, and I am so happy. Yeah, that pick six at the very end was beautiful. Oh, the pick six was the sealer. I'm just, 
And also kind of the icing on the cake. My favorite part was like Stetson Bennett, uh, Georgia's quarterback. He's basically like totally wasted when he did his interview with Good Morning America. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> no, it was I didn't. So funny. He was trying his best, but man, he was gone. He was not in this realm. I mean, all. do you blame him though? I mean, I wouldn't be either if I just wanted. I, to I would. I would. I would probably be in the same shape as he was. So <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, oh, I, I still think remember. that is crazy, though. I mean, it is less than eight hours from Tuscaloosa to Indianapolis, so it could have been them. I don't know who else it would have been as far as everything else lining up that way. It had to be someone with the University of Alabama. I just don't know for sure if it was the football team or not. <laughs> it just cracks me up. But, uh, but I you're was gonna stuck beside them. Over. I couldn't get past them because I wanted to. But the thing was, is that the state trooper that was behind me, once all the traffic was like thinned out besides like their line, like they, they were taking up both lanes of the interstate, making sure that people cannot pass these buses. So I had noticed yeah. that and I was just like, oh, shoot. <laughs> uh, I mean, I was like, well, they're out of their jurisdiction, so they can't really do anything. But I kept trying to go a little faster, but all these people were slower in front of me. So I was stuck from about Orlando when I got on all the way down to Millersville, like stuck beside all of these buses. Hopefully they saw my towel rack sticker. Maybe they'll go to Western now. <laughs> yeah. Like man, they're contemplating their whole life and be like, man, maybe I should go to WKU. Yeah, that's what it was. They saw your towel rack sticker and they're like, oh, he's cool. Don't worry about it. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um. So another loser, uh, the Indianapolis Colts. Oh my god, that was embarrassing. Losing to Jacksonville on Sunday, that was wild. All they had to do was win, and they couldn't even do that. Nope, they were done. Yeah, that was that was wild. I saw the uh, oh excuse me, I saw the update during uh, I think it was uh, who was it? Was it Chiefs on Sunday? Mm-hmm. Uh, during the Chiefs game, I was watching that one, and they popped they popped in, and I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" They lost to the <laughs> to Jacksonville. Um. I wanted the Chargers and Raiders game to end in a tie so bad just for the fact (laughs) that everyone was wanting it to happen. But Derek Carr calling that timeout with like two seconds left and then kicking the game-winning field goals, super messed up, but hilarious. Because (laughs) honestly, they're they're division rivals, so why would they want to try to do anything nice to them? I mean, if it was middle, I mean, screw them. I would do everything I can to make sure they don't get any type of postseason. But, completely agree yes yeah but i mean they were we were four seconds away from ha- having that scenario actually happen in real life that they would just <laughs> it didn't tie and both of them would end up in the playoffs and knock uh uh who was it out somebody out i can't remember <laughs> oh the steelers yeah yes did you see Wait. where ben roethlisberger basically said straight up that they have no chance against the chiefs <laughs> Like that man is already in retirement mode. He's like, you know, I think if we were ranked out of all of the fourteen teams in the playoff, we would be number fourteen. <laughs> you know what? That is like the saddest thing I've heard. But That's... at least he's honest. I mean, you never yeah, but know. You don't, you don't want to hear that. I mean, can you imagine the coaches? They're like, oh my god, can we get him off the mic? I know. Um, so some of the teams that fired their coaches. Uh, the Broncos let go of Vic F- uh, <laughs> Fangio. Yeah, that's right. Okay, good. I got that one. That's luck. Good job. Uh, the Giants fired Joe Judge. By the way, greatest name for a coach, Judge. He went. They did two QB sneaks uh, to, for no reason. And like, I don't know if you saw that, but it was ridiculous. And also, did you see where the Chargers pulled a Mike Sanford and went for it on fourth down on their own 20 yard line and didn't convert it against the oh Raiders? Oh my God. Yeah, they made like, I think they were six of seven on fourth down in that game. Like, they did not punt the ball at all, which is a miracle. But the one that they didn't convert is pretty embarrassing. <laughs> so the Chicago Bears fired their coach, Matt Nagy. And this article I'm kind of skimming through real quick has they're they're theorizing that Jim Harbaugh could slide into Chicago. I've seen where he's probably not going to leave, so I doubt. I wouldn't. Okay, now here's the thing. Here's my thought process. The NCAA college football is a coaching sport. The players come and go. Yeah, I mean that happens. Whatever, but. The NFL is a player sport. 
obviously he's already been there and done that. And he's seen, that's not really where I want to be. You know, his brother's doing really successful, fairly successful at the Ravens. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, the Dolphins fired Brian Flores. It is rumored that, um, let me see here, Mike Sanford's going to take over the job. So yeah, there's with, that. With Urban Meyer as his <laughs> offensive coordinator. Yeah, there you go. Um, Jacksonville Jaguars fired Urban Meyer on December 16th. So I that knew that had so been bad. a ways out. That was that. That is a very weird situation. Yeah, I mean, he was wilding out while he was down there too. Yeah, and I mean, like I'd never heard anything like that when he was at Ohio State or any of those. So I, I don't know if this is like his last hurrah or if he just kind of got in the. Honestly, with the way that the Jaguars imploded this fast under him, I doubt he coaches again. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota but then again, fired... but then again some team in Kentucky took a chance on Bobby Petrino after all of that mess happened, so who knows? <laughs> that You know what? That would be the most funniest thing ever if, Bobby hypothetically, P. if Coach Helton left and we got Urban Meyer. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I remember. I don't know where you were, but I remember where when Petrino was hired. Like this, too. it was. This is almost like a nine eleven esque moment because I remember exactly <laughs> where I was at and what I was doing. Like I was just minding my own business. This is when I was a student. This was like my sophomore year, and it was a cold uh, December day or something like that. It was in the winter, towards the end of the semester, I think. And uh, I was sitting in my same spot where I'd always drink my coffee and maybe do some studying before classes in FAC, the Fine Arts Center. I would. I basically lived there on the third yeah. floor and like i see an espn notification that says like western kentucky uh to hire bobby petrino and i'm just like are you kidding me <laughs> yeah because i mean i knew what had just happened with taggart and everything i'm just like uh, well i mean i'm used to it but i didn't think that we would go for petrino especially with all the stuff that happened in arkansas too i mean just that picture of him in the neck brace and all <laughs> bloodied up in that uh all state sugar pole uh, interview or whatever it was as one of the, like the most infamous images in college sports history <laughs> and, you know what's funny is is i talked to somebody about somebody else not even talking about like the what happened as far as Petrino's concerned at Arkansas, but his motorcycle wreck. Yeah. And it's like, you know, that's really convenient that the girl riding on the back of his bike had no scrapes or scratches on her. Mm-hmm. Somehow she managed to land perfectly on top of him. And I'm like, yeah, her boyfriend whooped, you know, Petrino's butt. And that's what happened. You know, that's Probably. my thought, but it could be, but also the first initial thought I saw, well, when I saw it, I was like, yeah, he's not staying more than one season. <laughs> I think everybody, everybody knew he was going to leave after one. I was like, I mean, please make his buyout super expensive, please. <laughs> yes. I mean, the frustrating thing for me, and I mean, not as far as him coming to Western and doing all that. Cause I think everybody knew what was going to happen, but when he went to Louisville and then it started tanking and everybody was leaving and everything, he just quit doing his job basically. And now he's the coach at Missouri state. Yep. And Nelson Fishback. No, he used to be one of the quarterbacks on the Western's depth chart. He played a little bit. He's one of the offense coordinators or QB. Um, Ryan Beard is used to coach for him too, but I don't know if he's still there. Uh, He used to play at Western too. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not um, sure. Yeah, uh, but... One of these days, I'm going to deep dive into the Petrino era of Western. I re- I want to know more. Well, then you need to have a nice conversation with Matt because McKay knows a lot. Um, but you want to talk about how Western has that regional kind of label? Mm-hmm. Uh, Missouri State used to be known as Southwest Missouri State mm. in beautiful Springfield, Missouri. I was there in 06 when we played them. It's sad. I remember the I remember that game so well because we had a receiver who um, dislocated his elbow on a punt return, and he was one of our more star players. Um, funny, funny aside here, he's actually in Hollywood doing TV shows now. Oh, are you That's talking about yeah, uh, Gavin? Nope, Curtis Hamilton. Curtis Hamilton. Okay. 
so Curtis Hamilton, um, he was in, uh, he, he was one of our better receivers or, uh, and, uh, ended up was on a punt return, dislocates his elbow. And that was the first time I had to help someone get dressed after an injury. Mm. That's why I remember that because of the awkwardness. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure was, that was fun. It was like, Oh God. All right. Okay. I'll help you pull your shorts up. Okay. I got this side. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, the Vikings fired Mike Zimmer, uh, the Raiders, uh, okay. Of course, Gruden. That was Rick, in October. Rick Bishashio, uh took over as interim head coach when John Gruden resigned on October 11th. Um, of course, I don't know if I don't know if they're going to end up keeping him or how the, what the deal is. But honestly, yeah, they should. He's done a really solid job since Gruden left, and they were able to get into the playoffs and everything. So, <laughs> my problem is not necessarily with um, with Oakland in general, but with so certain NFL teams, they have issues with um, owners who think they're GMs. Mm-hmm. And when and my thing is, is if I'm an owner of a football team, I'm just going to write checks. I'm just going to write checks yeah. and get people in the right position to make decisions. Like I'm, I'm going to want the best of the best in there to do their job, and you know. If they don't do that, then they're gone, and we're going to get somebody in there that'll do it. Yeah. But anyway, we've been talking about NFL way too long. Um, you didn't so send me a script. I'm fine just talking about coaches and random <laughs> stuff all day. Well, I figure we're just going to be into basketball most of the time anyway. Basketball? Uh, what is basketball? Yeah, I know, right? Middle of January. Uh, nothing exciting to talk about except all the snow we got last week. That was um, wild. Yes, uh, uh, we got about seven to eight inches up here where I'm at. Uh, did how much did you all get? About five or six. Oh, okay. I got uh, to test out you... my four wheel drive on my Jeep. It was wonderful. There you go. Hey, you get the, you got to get that four wheel drive out, man. That's mm-hmm. that's the that's the key right there. Um, so anyway, Western played FIU, and where was that? That was in Diddle on January eighth, so last week. Uh, and beat them 84 to 71. Looks like a pretty straightforward game. Yeah. Western held the lead all game, except for like a couple minutes into the first half. Did you, uh, did you watch it? No, I had to work. It was the one day I did have to work last week. Cause I mean, I was off a while because of the snow and everything. Lucky. Um, I actually, I will say I did. I only worked a half a day on Thursday because of the snow. We did have a service in the morning, so I didn't have, I didn't have a choice but to be into work that at that point. But um, yeah, the 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 snow kind of made things hectic around here with uh, the uh, with the roads and people not being able to drive on snow. Oh, it's so bad in Nashville. It's so bad because the thing is, is there's so many people moving from California to Nashville that have never seen snow before. Like I've had to tell my coworkers like how to drive in snow. Like it's the ones that they're from California. They're just oh like, I've gosh. never seen this before. What do you do? And I'm just like, drive slow. <laughs> you can't be a speed demon. A speed demon. It's not going to work. Right. Just drive slow and don't oversteer, or else it's going to be yep. bad. And don't check your brakes either. Don't just slam oh on God. your brakes, or you're <laughs> going to be skidding for a while. <sighs> My problem is, is I drive, I drive a Suburban and my biggest issue is with people who, uh, drive little cars and they slam on their brakes right in front of me. Mm-hmm. I cuss them like a dog. I'm not even going to lie. I just start yelling and screaming at them. Uh, windows up still. No, I'm not rolling my window down at them and yelling at them, but I'm sure I get like so frustrated. Do what? I'm sure you'd like to sometimes though. I no joke. I hadn't been. I had lived up here for a little while, driving down the road, going way under the speed limit because of the snow. Following a car, they literally came to a complete stop at a stoplight and turned. Lights green for us. It's just like ain't nobody coming. Just go on, go on. No, no, no. We can't do that. We have to slam on our brakes, stop, and then turn. So I ended up having to go into the ditch. 
to miss this idiot. So mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh my gosh. But I digress. Um, so uh, Western shot 50% from the field, uh, 45% from three point land, uh, 10 turnovers, and 34 rebounds. So, I mean, on paper, it's a great game. I mean, I just like to see us keep doing that in the rest of the season. And one of the things that was most surprising as far as like off the court is that Jordan Rawls was in attendance and he was watching his former teammates. So I don't, yeah. I don't know what will become of that. Yeah, that's kind of curious. I wonder, wonder what's going to happen there, huh? I don't know. But that, that, has anyone ever like left a school, went to another one, and then transferred back to the original school that they went to? Because that's not a very common thing. I was going to say, I've never heard of it. Um, well, technically, I mean, I've heard plenty of stories of someone being on a team, then going to a junior college, maybe for like their sophomore year, and then going back to that team. Like, that's what basically what Stetson Bennett did for Georgia. He was a walk on at Georgia, never really did much, went to some junior college, came back, and was actually <laughs> able to become the starting quarterback and lead them to their first national championship in 40 years. So, I mean, it's possible. It's just not very common at all. No. Well, um, well, technically, Zion did that um, with his basketball team, didn't he? I mean, he went to several different high schools, but mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not talking collegiately. Um, but he I don't changed. think he went to back to the original one. Like he would have had to have gone back to Bowling Green High if he did that. I don't think so. But he went to he went to at least I think he had a different school every year in his high school career. He did, which is so sad in a way, you know. Yeah. I kind of feel bored in a way. But, I mean, I've seen it happen in the pros, and I've seen it happen occasionally with coaches. I mean, I guess Petrino is an example of that because he was at Louisville and then ended up coming back to Louisville after he left us. But, I mean, Lance Stevenson is a perfect pro example. This is his third stint with the Indiana Pacers, and he had a game with, like, 30 points in it. I don't know what it is about him on the Indiana Pacers, but he needs a (laughs) lifetime contract. They should have done that a long time ago. They should have done that after the Eastern Conference Championship game when he blew in LeBron's ear. That was iconic. I will never forget that. <laughs> well, I mean, like, LeBron did it. Mm-hmm. He went from Cleveland to Miami, back to Cleveland, now to L.A. And I yeah. I may have missed the team in between. I don't no, know. No, that was right. But, yeah, he did that. So, I mean, it's just not very common at the college level because why would you waste a year of eligibility going to some other school and just play? Oh, I should just go back to where I started. Yeah, that's yeah. I I, I don't know. That's but um, that's kind of one of my arguments as to to kids not being penalized for transferring schools in certain situations. Yeah, if you're recruited by a coach, coach leaves. You should be able to transfer and go to a different school. Yeah, agreed. Because, I mean, a lot of the times, I mean, students make commitments to the coach as as opposed to just the university itself. Yeah. And, I mean, a lot of times coaches are the main factor. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you could have one of the most beautiful schools in the world and the coach be a, you know, a D-bag and there you go. Yeah. So... Uh, but I, I digress. Uh, this episode will air tomorrow on the pod, the podcast will air tomorrow. Hopefully I'll be able to get the uh, YouTube up tomorrow, but, uh, tomorrow night we're going to be playing rice, uh, the rice owls and Western looks as far as ESPN is concerned. We've got a really good shot of beating them. Mm, I don't know about that. Oh, and the only reason, fat, huh? the, the only reason I say that is cause they just beat UAB, which is like head and shoulders, like the best team in the conference. So yeah, beat them by five. Yeah, I don't know if that's a fluke or if they just got really, or maybe they are decent. I mean, usually we've been able to handle Rice, and especially in basketball, ever yeah. since we've been Conference USA. I mean, they haven't really beat us much at all. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'd still take them seriously after that UAB game. Oh, I agree. I definitely uh, would definitely take them seriously as well, especially with. Um, I mean, they're they're getting seventy seven points a game, basically right with us. Uh, points against, they're allowing about five more than we are. We're allowing sixty eight. They're allowing seventy three. I mean, we're this could be a really close game tomorrow on paper. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, they beat UAB by five. They beat Middle by four. They lost to North Texas. Which, by the way, did you see the North Texas score? 
Yeah. <laughs> 75 to 43. That's pretty bad. And then they played UIW. Who is UIW? University of... Oh, Incarnate Word. Mm-hmm. Never heard of him. Have you? No. Yeah. They, okay. Their quarterback is really good. Like He's basically going to be sort of like a Bailey Zappi type thing, except he can run. Okay, okay. I was just like, you, I, I've never heard of Incarnate Word. but mm-hmm. hey. I was thinking like University of Iowa, Wisconsin or something stupid. That's what I... <laughs> I was thinking Iowa West for some reason. <laughs> or Indiana. And what's a city in Indiana that starts with a W? I can't really think of one off the top of my head, but that's where I was going. Yeah. Yeah. You're on your own there. That's uh, it's, Instead of Fort Wayne, it's just Wayne. <laughs> yeah. They were going to name it Fort Wayne and Wayne Fort Wayne was taken. So they were like, forget it. We'll just be Wayne. Yeah. Uh, but it looks like, uh, looks like Vegas has given us eight and a half. Uh, it is at home, so that's what a three-point swing. Yeah, usually. Uh, so they're they're at least saying we'll beat them by five. Uh, ESPN's given our basketball power index eighty-two uh, percent chance for Western to beat them. So essentially, um, essentially, it's like eight, eight, eighty to twenty. Um, so eight out of ten times Western will beat them, and that's that's fair. I I, I would say it would probably be I would say seventy thirty, but whatever. Uh, so what are your, what do you think in our chances are tomorrow night? I mean, I still think it's pretty solid. I mean, uh, honestly, this is probably, at least from what I've heard from other people, the team that we have right now is the team we will have till the end of the year. I don't okay. see Williams getting cleared this season because I've heard that it's all Cincinnati's fault that they're not signing off on any of this stuff at all. It's not really the NCAA's fault, but which is stupid. It's like what happened with Kenny Cooper, except they're even more petty about it because they really wanted to keep him for another year. And then, of course, like him kind of going pro for a minute and then deciding not to. Like, there's a lot of layers to Keith Williams' eligibility. But See, I think that's a bunch of bull, too. But. It is. I mean, like, I don't know if he'll technically get to redshirt this year or not, or what exactly that would be like. I mean, he could be like a six year player. So, like, what justice is, I don't know how long. I think he was supposed to be like a grad transfer or something like that. But I mean, he still hasn't been signed off on it yet, which sucks because they really could have used him on this yeah. team. And, but I mean, that's how it's been with Stansbury since he's been here. I mean, it has always been like, oh, well, if so and so was eligible, then this team would have been so much better. But how many times have we heard that now? Yeah. I mean, it's almost a reoccurring factor. And that's, that's another annoying. I mean, I'm not agreeing with Matt 100%, but that's annoyance 2.0 for me with Stans because, mm-hmm. you know, it's always, well, we're so and so's not eligible. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, but sh- Cincinnati's being petty as all get out. That's, mm-hmm. that's ridiculous. Yeah. They should not be doing that to, to a kid. I mean, kid wants to go somewhere else, let him go. Who cares? I mean, it's the same with Western. Every offseason, Stans runs off a bunch of players, and, you know, they transfer out, let them go. So what? Yeah, just like Jordan Rawls. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Where is Jordan Rawls? I know you I keep think, up I think with he me. went to one of those Tennessee schools, I think, either East Tennessee State or Chattanooga or something like that. Uh, I'll check later. I'll check I'm not later. really caring right now. I'll do. Um, too late. <laughs> I'm looking. Okay, okay. I'll let My you look. My official guess is Chattanooga, but we will see. Yep. Uh, wait, wait, wait. No, Georgia State. I forgot. Duh. Georgia State? Yeah, he's okay. from Chattanooga. That's his hometown, but yeah, he's oh, from okay. Georgia State. And just to let okay. you know, at Georgia State, he's played in nine games, started two. He's played 19 minutes a game. He's only averaging like five points. I mean, he's not even playing much at Georgia State, so that's not really good. <laughs> As no, opposed I mean, to Western, I mean... His freshman year, he started in 16 games, played 30. And then the sophomore year, started in five games, played in 28. And the most he averaged was eight his sophomore year, Western. So, Well, see, that's kind of frustrating for me. I mean, for him to transfer out like that. And, I mean, I guess it was just playing time is what the concern, the issue was. Well, if that's true, then um, that's pretty sad because it's actually worse. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was just thinking. He's not even getting as much playing time as he was wanting, so I guess, I guess they promised him the world and did not deliver. So it sounds like a Sunbelt school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I mean, even though some of us would like to go back to the Sun Belt. I mean, In football, <laughs> not basketball. I, I mean, yeah. see, this was another thing, too, that I was reminded of thanks to my wonderful uh, Facebook memories as well as uh, <laughs> Twitter was the 10th anniversary of the Louisiana Lafayette game in Diddle where they had six men on the court for the last 20 seconds of the game <laughs> and ended up scoring and winning in overtime. I did see so your Facebook post of them. I did so see your post about that. that. The fact that that funny. actually happened and no one said anything just shows like how important basketball is in the Sun Belt. Like as much as we had Conference USA officials, I remember Conference not Conference USA, but I remember Sun Belt officials, and they were still pretty freaking bad. Yes. Well, I mean, Sun Belt officials are basically high school officials that just got pulled in. Honestly, and and even all the way back to the OVC days. I mean, my dad was telling me about how we were playing Eastern for a conference title, I think. And it's like Eastern, like they did something where they were shooting at the buzzer and like the time expired and the refs actually put like three extra seconds or something after the buzzer had went off, like after they reviewed it and they ended up scoring and winning because of it. And that was partly what led to us leaving the OVC was the horrible officiating. I just think we're cursed, honestly. I mean, we can't even get a call in our own building, so I don't we, know. Western has never been able to get a call. Never. That's just how it is. That's just how it is. It's so annoying, too. It I is, mean, but that's I've Western. seen, like, just like who in Kentucky, we didn't get a single call go our way at all of that whole game. And there yeah. were some where it definitely could have gone our way. But, of course, it's Rupp Arena. So, no. but, of course, you would think we would maybe get a little bit of home cooking. I mean, we deserve nope. a little bit, but no. <laughs> deserve deserves a funny word because it never happens it um, doesn't but no western is not going to get a call just just that's just matter of fact we even when i was at western almost oh my god almost 20 years ago now god. which makes me feel so old oh, um man. i know right um even that long ago like we never got calls even at home and he and it wasn't even just you know like oh we're not going to get this call like I remember the guys even that played at Western were like, well, we never get calls. They're like, we never, we've never gotten calls since we've, you know, been on, you know, been here. And it's like, what? The only calls I've ever seen go in our favor that were horrendous was when we played Chattanooga in football, not this season, but the year before that whole debacle at the end of the game. Yeah. That yeah. like they should have won that game. Chattanooga should have, but thankfully yeah. we did have that go in our favor. And uh, hey, yeah, I'm- I'm good with them not getting that one. No offense, yeah. but but at the same time, I remember the old Dominion game at the Houch a few years ago with the whole uh, oh. the penalties at the end of that. Oh my god! Yes, I could, if I couldn't even put like an entire encyclopedia's worth of horrible calls that Western has gotten just since I've been a fan, it's insane. Yes. Like I wish, wish we could have refs that favor us as much as the Louisiana Tech what refs favored Kenneth Lofton when we played them a few weeks ago. That was so horrible. <laughs> so you're, you're horrible. not. Wrong, I, I understand how they won like twenty something home games in a row when they <laughs> they get that kind of officiating. Yeah, but honestly, like some of those teams that we play, they literally it feels like. You know, uh, for instance, even in football, like when we play a certain team and we have certain refs from that conference, they favor that the team they're they're with SEC, you know, ACC, whoever. It seems like they favor that team. Yeah, generally. Say what you want to, but that's completely my belief. It do really be like that. It do it do be like it. Um. Uh, but uh, so anyway, we got. Western's got Rice tomorrow night, so let's check. Let me see what the next game after Rice is. Uh, we got North Texas on the 15th, so that'll be, uh, was that Saturday? Mm-hmm. Yes, that'll be Saturday. So uh, this game looks a lot closer. Uh, North Texas is 9-4 and four overall, 2-1 and one in conference. Uh, the BPI, of course, Las Vegas hadn't weighed in yet, but the BPI is at 65%. So... About 7 out of 10, Western should win this game. Jared, what are your thoughts in going into the North Texas game? It uh, depends on if we put ourselves in a 17 to nothing hole again like we did last year. <laughs> God. Oh, my gosh. That is still the worst game. Like I've seen some atrocious WKU basketball. I remember the NCAA tournament game in front of Obama and the British Prime Minister. 
that we were down like eight by 18 points with like two minutes left, like the Mississippi Valley State game. And we still somehow came back and won that ugly disaster of a basketball game. But man, man, that North Texas game last year in the championship was about as bad as I can remember because we started off in a 17 to nothing hole, came back, had a position to win and still couldn't do it. The fact that we were able to come back was insane. Like, North Texas was trying to give us the game, but yet, I mean, we couldn't score at all. Like, Charles Bassey, it was, like, one of the worst games he had. Carson Williams was, like, non-existent. He missed, like, two easy buckets right under the darn basket. Man. <laughs> like, if I ever just, like, need to, like, self-inflict, self-inflict pain, I'll just rewatch that game from last year because that would do it. Hey, that's yeah. There are there are some games that come across the uh, the Hilltopper Vault or whatever on my whenever I'm watching YouTube, and I'll be like, nope, I'm not watching that. Yeah. <sighs> and there's some games that I'm like, oh, I want to watch that again. I could watch that all day. Like us beating Louisville this season. Like I'll probably rewatch that once or twice a year because oh, I mean, I, yeah, it was definitely. on CBS. It was Louisville. We actually won. Everything actually worked in our favor for once. That's what I would like. <laughs> Not whatever we did against North Texas. If we go, I swear to God, Devin, if we go to another <laughs> conference title game and we lose, I am starting to protest outside of Diddle Arena. I I will post I will pin it to the top of the WKU basketball group and I will make it like required to go to this event or else I'm kicking you out. You are out of the group if you do not come. I don't care who gets offended. Todd, Caboni, all of them combined, I don't care. I, I cannot have this happen for like the fourth season in a row, however many it's been. I can't take this anymore. That's funny. I would That's rather funny. lose in the first round of the Conference USA tournament than make it to the championship game and lose again. Honestly, I'm kind of like I'm kind of with you because there is so much that, you know, you're kind of built up when you get to that conference championship game. You're like, "We can do this. We could beat that team of the deaf, dumb and blind over there." But uh no no we cannot i'm like a wku basketball nihilist at this point like as soon as we would if we were to go back to the conference title game i'll just be like oh okay wait to see how we blow this one this year (laughs) like are we gonna be down 30 points and then come back and lead by five with 30 seconds left and still lose in like the most heartbreaking fashion imaginable so have you ever watched major league um no i don't think so oh my gosh Okay, so first off, your homework this week, Jared. And for those of you young listeners who don't know what this is, there's a movie called Major League. Uh, back in the day, it's got Charlie Sheen. Um, oh, yeah, I've heard of it. I don't think I've seen it. You got to watch it, dude. Because, and the funny thing is, is I can't remember if it's the first one or the second one, but Randy Quaid is in, the, is in it, and he is the Nihilist fan. And he is just completely like, nothing matters. (laughs) Yes. You remind me of that so much because he just, he's so like, well, we're going to screw this up. I think it might be the second one. Uh, But then eventually he comes back on board with the team. But yeah, the thing uh, that sucks too is like, even in football, there's sometimes where we'd be up like 20 something points in the fourth quarter and be like, I remember the Bahamas bowl. What's going to (laughs) happen? I don't trust it. Buddy, let me tell you. We have to have at least a 50-point lead in football and basketball for me to feel comfortable. <laughs> well, then you're not very comfortable in a lot of games. <laughs> I'm never comfortable. Uh, it's the second one. It's the second movie is got um, has got uh, Randy Quaid in it. it. It's a it's a classic. It it's literally a classic. I'm not a big baseball fan, uh, movie fan, but it's it's a really good movie. It makes me want to cheer for the Indians, the Cleveland Guardians now, I guess. But mm-hmm. yes. Um, and even as a Yankees fan, I, 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 I loathed the Yankees in that movie. And I was like, ugh. But it's a great movie. Check it out. Uh, if you haven't watched Major League, watch it. Uh, it's very good. If you don't, you have no marbles. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, so of course the next week we have uh, on the 20th, we got FAU, but we'll talk about that next week. That's next Thursday. Uh, then we play FIU again and UAB, 
This is one thing this season I'm really glad about is that we do not have the back-to-back games. Those were so detrimental to us. Because those guys had the chance to come in and say, oh, well, we just need to do this. Let's do this, and we'll be great. And boop. And Western would lose. We'd win the first one, lose the second one, or vice versa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or lose the one that matters the most. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, but, um, <laughs> excuse me. Sorry. Missed the cough button. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that next week. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking FAU, FIU, UAB, and. Okay. And that, well, actually, we'll be talking FAU and FIU. Uh, and we'll be talking UAB MTSU after that. Uh, is UAB actually doing that well this year? In basketball, yeah. they, they've been really solid. Uh, I mean, Andy Kennedy is an amazing coach. I mean, they still have Franklin product Taven Lovin on their team that's been dominating, which makes me so sad. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm happy for him. I know I don't really know him personally. I mean, he wouldn't know me at all. I just know a lot of mutual people that know him really well. Like, I mean, obviously, Franklin is really proud of him. Because, I mean, we don't really have star athletes like that kind of level come around very much. I don't know. When was your last year uh, with Western's football team helping out? Um, 11. Okay. I think that may have been when he graduated. Did you ever know Courtney Dalcourt? Yes, I did. Yeah, he was a Franklin product. Like, he was a Georgia Tech. I remember Courtney. And I actually – I think Courtney was like a freshman – Mm-hmm. When I was in, when I was at uh, fixing to graduate Allen County, maybe I'll have to I'll have to look at the numbers on that. But I think I think he I think he was in high school when I was at Allen County. But I might be wrong. Yeah, because he was a senior when I was a freshman in high school. Now I gotta get on Facebook. That was two thousand nine, two thousand nine ish, somewhere around there. Yeah, I graduated high school in 06, so I doubt that. Mm-hmm. Let me see. Now I gotta look this up. Um, <laughs> Dang. Um. Do 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 do. Give you that hard. Well, he was at, he was at Western from nine to thirteen. He doesn't have his high school stuff on here though, so I don't know. Yeah. So, oh, okay. He was at uh, Franklin Simpson from 05 to '09. So, yeah. I mean, when he was a freshman, I was a senior at uh, Allen County. So, interesting. Yeah. You see, it was reverse for me. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, that makes me feel older. So good. <laughs> That's good. That's, and we that's still old. have Jack Randolph on the football team, too. I hope he can start it maybe next season. We'll see. There we go. <sighs> okay. Off Facebook so I can actually concentrate. Um, actually, UAB's pretty much killing it this year. They, they're 13-4. and four. Mm-hmm. Um, Trying to see who they've beaten. That's actually really – they beat New Mexico. New Mexico Lobos. Uh, lost a lot to West Virginia, lost to Rice, which is ridiculous. <laughs> lost to South Carolina. They did beat Morehead State. So, uh, I mean, that used to be more impressive when Morehead State had Kenneth Faird or whatever his name was. <laughs> so they've they played San Francisco. Do you know who San Francisco's mascot is? San Francisco. If you didn't ask me, I'd be able to t- tell you. They're not the Dons. I don't think they're the Dons. They are the Dons. They are Good the Dons. Job. Okay, yeah. Because wow. that's where uh, Bill Russell went to school. Like, he helped them win a national championship in basketball at San Francisco. So, yeah. I was going to say, dude, how do you know that? That is so random. Listen, it's because, here's a plug, I've been to the NCAA Hall of Champions in Indianapolis <laughs> and have looked at all of the NCAA records for everything. Okay. Okay. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Um, like you can literally, they have this giant interactive map, at least they used to, where you could type in any university and be able to click on it and learn about their colleges and stuff, look at records, stuff like that. Well, uh, the Dons are 8-0, just so you know. They, they are, they're pretty good. 
Yeah, they're really good, apparently. I didn't realize they were that good. Um, let's see. And also one thing yeah. worth noting already is that there's already been – like there's no perfect team in college basketball right now. Every single team has lost a game because Baylor just yep. lost the other day. Yep, uh, and actually uh, the Dons are 14-2, and two, and they are second in WCC. West Coast Conference, I think there that's the go. same as Gonzaga, so that could be an interesting conference game when that comes They are in, They are with Gonzaga, BYU. St. Mary's. St. Mary's. Well, their St. Mary's game was postponed. Probably so probably. it's been a COVID thing. Uh, St. Mary's, Loyola. UC uh, Irvine. UC Irvine. No, I don't think so. No, I think they have maybe one of those other weird California schools like Santa Barbara or something, maybe. Santa Clara. Santa Clara, that's right. Good job, man. You're doing, you're batting a thousand on uh, random conferences and mascots tonight. (laughs) You you mean you haven't spent time watching the WCC conference? What's wrong with you, Devin? Come on. I don't want to stay up all night. Come on. Um, uh, Portland State, I think they're in it too. Let's see here. Women's basketball, just real quick. Uh, they played La Tech on actually January 1st, so we've already talked about this one. Uh, they beat them 64-50, and they played FIU and won 63-51. And just like the guys, they stayed ahead. Looks like most of the game. Looks like Miss Meredith uh, was leading the tops, 21, uh, 9 of 13 from the field. And they've got Rice tomorrow night, 8 p.m. at Rice. And then they've got North Texas on Saturday at North Texas, and then they will be home to play FAU and FIU next week. Uh, And then uh, just real quickly, uh, I did an article the other day uh, remembering a former Hilltopper, Jesse Quinn. Uh, He was a really great guy. I actually got to speak to one of his former coaches, um, TJ Weist. So if you haven't read that article, definitely go check that out. Um, Coach Weist uh, was a uh, I think he was offensive coordinator or co-offensive coordinator at Western. Um, I, I'd have to look at the article to see particulars, but he was the wide receivers coach. And the funny thing with Coach Weist um, is he seems like a very no-nonsense guy. He's just very down to business, yada, yada, yada. And Jesse was not that person. Jesse loved to dance. Jesse loved to laugh. Jesse loved to joke and cut up and do. And Coach Weist was kind of like the opposite. And to when I when I check the article out, it's a great, it's a good read. Um, I don't want to pat myself on the shoulder, but um, when uh, Coach Weist said that you know Jesse was a very special kid and it was hard not to like him, that was one of those things that I was like, wow, that's that's saying a lot, you know, uh, when somebody like that talks about him, but. Uh, Jesse Quinn played at Western from 04 to 08. Um, and he was living in Florida at the time uh, that he passed away. Uh, he was 35 years old. So our uh, thoughts and prayers go out to his family and friends. Uh, you know, he was a, he was really a special guy and, uh, just, uh, I, I wanted to, to kind of memorialize or think to talk about Jesse because even though Jesse had graduated over 10 years ago now, he uh, he still cheered for Western. He was still he he was one of those guys that was a you know hilltopper for life, um, and you know he cheered when Western won stuff. And I'd see Facebook posts, and you know he went and watched games and did. And you know he may not travel these long distances like some of the, some other people do, but he you know he still cheered for Western, and I, I think that just shows you know how much Western meant to him. Um, so definitely check that article out uh, through the towel rack. Um, and thank you for doing that. That was a really good piece. I appreciate that. I mean, thank it's you. so sad. I mean, 35 is so young. Yeah. And um, I do, I do have a side note. I, I don't like drawing attention to people, um, but we have another Hilltopper who needs our help. Um and for those of you who have made it this far into the episode, I, ho- I appreciate it. But um, there's a young man named Rainan Robertson. He's actually probably a few years older than I am. Has uh, stage three testicular cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has a gun- GoFundMe set up um, to help with medical bills and stuff. And I think he's got, a, a, I think he's at least got one child. But 
if you would, you know, if you feel the need, you go and, um, you know, either say a prayer, send your healing thoughts to him. Um, I know him and the family would appreciate it. And if you want to support them in some way, you can go on GoFundMe and find that uh, and support them. Um, but I know they would appreciate it. Um, but yeah, Jesse, Jesse was a good guy. Rainin's a great guy, still is. Um, and uh, thoughts and prayers are with them. Um, digress. Uh, so Western is uh, basketball's back at it again next week. Or uh, sorry, tomorrow against Rice. And we've got who did I say? Jeez, I, I get happy sometimes, and I start minimizing. I get click happy, so I forget that I need to keep my screen pulled up. Uh, I got North Texas on Saturday. Sorry, that's at 4 p.m. Uh, the game tomorrow night is on the CBS Sports Network, and the girls are going to be playing at 8 o'clock. They're going to be playing Rice at 8 o'clock. Um, uh, so definitely check those two games out. Uh, follow the towel rack. And let me see here. There's one last thing I want to do before we sign off. You go right ahead. Now that the college football season is officially over, Devin, what was your favorite moment from the 2021 college football season? <sighs> favorite moment would probably be Zappy breaking Burroughs record. Mm-hmm. Um, Western winning the bowl game. Um, I'm trying to think of some others. Jo- uh, Freaking Alabama losing. That's another one for me. <laughs> um and I, I, I wish Nick Saban and them the best, but at some point, do you not just get tired of it? Oh, you know, yeah. You're just like, lose, lose. It's just like <laughs> with Duke and basketball. It's the same thing. Yes. And it's Duke, the same thing North with the Carolina, Patriots. Kentucky. The Patriots in the NFL when Brady was there. God, I was so tired of that. Oh, my gosh. What are you talking about? I give Belichick a couple more years, and he'll have something figured out, and he'll be back at it. I mean, Mac Jones is looking decent. I mean, seriously, though, like – um, Belichick, like he's just way too smart and conniving, and <laughs> I don't want to, say, you know, I don't want to I want him to sound like a villain, but I mean, he kind of is. He just he knows how to get to where he needs to get to. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah. So, Jared, what was your favorite moments, bud? Yeah, I mean, obviously the bowl game was a big one, just for the fact that we beat up State the way that we did, of course. Uh, Zappy breaking both of those records is pretty phenomenal to see. Uh, I mean, as far as other stuff, I mean, of course, beating Marshall is wonderful. I wish we could have beat UTSA one of those games, especially a conference title game. But, I mean, overall, I think this was a great year. Uh, I mean, we'll definitely look back and remember the Bailey Zappi era and be able to say that it was probably one of the best that we've had up to this point, which is crazy because after Brandon Dowdy graduated, I didn't think we would ever have anything close to what he was able to accomplish. And sure enough, I mean, we had somebody come in and break two NCAA records in one season. So, I mean, never say never. Uh, of course, we'll be getting his younger brother, Trent, as well. He's a linebacker. I think if he wears number four, that's iconic. I still want him to come out on offense every now and then to take a snap just so I can live with the thought of maybe that's Bailey Zappi. But, I mean, he's not his brother. I mean, I don't have siblings, but I'm sure that's super annoying. Hopefully people won't just compare him to his brother the whole time he's here. Like, he'll have his own identity on defense. So hopefully he'll be pretty solid. I know he's been good with the high school in East Victoria or wherever it is that they're from that he's done really solid for them. So hopefully that'll translate to the gridiron for us as well. Uh, yeah. I'm, and if his brother played quarterback, there would be more of a comparison. Yeah. You know, but since he plays, you know, linebacker, I mean, that's completely different. I mean, I'm not worried about the comparisons, you know, as far as starting to people trying to compare the two, cause that's apples and oranges as far mm-hmm. as I'm concerned. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely uh, check out uh, the towel rack. Uh, you can sign up for the email. Uh, they will email you every time an article comes out, and then you don't even have to go to their website. You don't even have to, have to check it out. You just automatically get it every morning, afternoon, whenever it comes out. Just as long as um, you're not one of those people that has like 10,000 unread emails in your inbox. Please don't be that person. If you, you are that to, person, I don't. Why do you have to call me out like that? Devin, <laughs> you're supposed to check the emails. That's the whole point. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. That, not even kidding though. Like on my phone, I've got, it says over a thousand. I, oh that's something God. I'm going to have to do tonight, bro. <laughs> Man. I mean, the, the thing is, is that 99% of it is going to be junk. It is. It's all junk. But I just, honestly, I just never sit down and clear it. And I will sit down one day and do like a hundred or 200 at a time. And then I come back and I've still got more emails. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, But yes, uh, RIP Jesse. Um, uh, But uh, as always, guys, go tops. Go tops.